I'm Sarah Katz. Do you want to live a more optimistic life? Well, I'm here to help. In this podcast, I'll be discussing a variety of topics, such as positivity, motivation, and self-love, to ultimately inspire you to live your best and blessed life. So, let's chat. This is... Hey everyone, and welcome back to Scats Chats. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far, and I'm very excited because we have a special guest. We have Miss Erica, otherwise known as the multidimensional medium. So thanks for coming on, Erica. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, of course. And we're going to be talking all about spirituality, all about what is spirituality, spiritual awakenings. Erica's going to share her amazing and almost life-changing story that, you know, her experience that she went through and what she does. And also Erica will share a few tips on how to find your spirituality, discover it, enhance it, all that fun stuff. Just figure out who you are as a person and increase your spirituality. So, Erica, let's get into how we met. So, we met on Instagram, I think, a few months ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I know you've given me a reading before and a lot of things were true on there. So, that was pretty fun. (laughs) But um, she's really great, everybody. So, Erica, tell everyone basically what you do. Yes. So I am a psychic medium, Reiki master, and I like to say retired high school teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I recently took this year off to pursue my spiritual business and I launched my mediumship readings um, this past summer on my Etsy shop. And I've just been on this journey towards building my business, sharing my gifts. And I'm just really, really excited with all the progress that I've made. Uh, My life has been this roller coaster over the past three years, ever since my spiritual awakening, ever since my near-death experience. And um, yeah, I, I think 2021 is definitely going to continue to (laughs) provide me these uh, crazy spiritual experiences moving forward too. Yes. And crazy, like that's eye-opening in a way, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Life. When I say crazy, I mean like life-changing. Yes. Life-changing. Yeah. I always feel like there's so many things that happen in my life Um, so many life events that occur that just propel me forward in my spiritual journey. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about how you got into all of this spirituality and also what was your near death experience like? That's crazy. So my spiritual awakening journey began when I went on my anniversary trip to Lake Tahoe. And I was celebrating four years of marriage with my now ex-husband. And it was my first weekend away after um, having my son, who was four months at the time. And my mom came down to watch him while we went to celebrate (laughs) as new parents. And I remember um, going to the hotel in Lake Tahoe and we were gambling, having fun. I had a drink And then we went up to the hotel room and in the middle of the night, I just remember 
waking up feeling really disoriented. I felt really dizzy. Then I felt like I needed to, um, you know, go to the restroom and maybe that would make me feel better. So as I was in the restroom, um, I continued to see the room spin. And at that point I blacked out and I fell face forward on the bathroom floor And I immediately started having this out-of-body experience where Mm -hmm. I was hovering over myself and I saw my husband at the time uh, rush over and he was shaking me to wake up. Mm -hmm. And I was just observing this outside of my body. And I started to think like, oh my gosh, is this how I die? this can't be how I die. I started thinking about work and I'm like, no, in the middle of everything. (laughs) Yes. I started thinking, no, work's going to find out that I didn't finish this report on time and I'm going to (laughs) get in trouble. And then Uh I thought, why am I thinking about work? I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Okay. And then, um, and then I started to feel my body, like something pulling me up like pulling me up towards heaven. And I started to feel really weak. And then I heard this voice, which sounded like my voice. And it said, not yet. And then boom, like I returned back to my body and I woke up like in a seizure state. My My right hand was seizing. I could feel like the left side of my face was seizing up. I heard my husband yelling for me to wake up and if I was okay. And then um, the first thing I asked him was, was someone talking to me? Because I remember that voice that said, not yet. But but you said it was like your voice that Mm -hmm. was whispering. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then, so then he immediately took me to the emergency room and the doctors did some tests to see if I had a concussion, to see if I was dehydrated. Um, Everything came back fine. All they did was give me an IV fluid and then sent me home. And shortly after that, I would say about two days after experiencing that fall, I started to receive these dreams, these, these visits from past loved ones and they were sending me messages in the dreams for people that I knew in real life. And one of those people um, was actually the school counselor at the school I was working at. Mm-hmm. And um, what's interesting about that is the first day that I started working at that school, his mother passed away. Mm. Um, this was before my near death experience, Mm -hmm. but I always remembered that. And so I always kind of felt bad for him because I remember the first time meeting him, I was giving him condolences on his mother passing away. Um, and so in my dream, she came to me and she was showing me symbols And these symbols, I was able to interpret into messages. And so when I woke up from the first dream I had, 
I just ignored it. I thought, oh, how weird. Like, why would his mom come to me in a dream? Mm -hmm. I never met her in real life. Mm -hmm. I don't have a connection to her or that family. And so I just kind of brushed it off. And then um, she continued to come back every night in my dreams for a whole week. And so then I thought, okay, I can't just ignore this anymore. And I told uh, the school secretary about it um, because she is, she's more spiritual and I knew she wouldn't judge me for it, (laughs) for Mm -hmm. like explaining this dream to her. Yeah. And then she, her mouth dropped and she said, Erica, you have to tell him you had this dream mm-hmm. and you have to tell him the messages his mom was saying because he just came in the office and shared with me how much he misses his mom and how he wishes that she would just come to him in a dream and let him know that she's okay. Wow. I ended up sharing it with him and all of the messages, all of the details that I was sharing were spot on. He was blown away because he thought, how did I know all of this information? Mm -hmm. Because I don't have any connection to his family. Um, And we weren't close at the time either to where I would even know any of this. Um, After that, experience, I just continued to have dreams of different past loved ones that would come through and they would want me to deliver messages for them. And so after having that first experience, that kind of like built my confidence up of this is something to, to pursue or something to really look into because why would I be receiving these visitations from past loved ones if it wasn't for a reason. And all of the messages that I was delivering were very healing and needed for Mm -hmm. each of these people that I knew. And so once this started happening more and more, I wanted to find out how I could best use this new gift of mine Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the only person that I could relate to at the time was Teresa Caputo, the Long Island media. Yes. Yes. And I remember I used to love watching her show on TLC when Mm -hmm. I was growing up and it's probably like now that I reflect back on it, it's probably because I knew I had this gift all Mm -hmm. along. I just wasn't fully tapped into it. And so um, I started seeking a mentor and I found one. I found a mentor that I worked with online and she really helped me to embrace my gifts and helped me to realize like I wasn't crazy. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) making this up in my head or Mm -hmm. like these dreams weren't just um, yeah, made up and that the messages I was receiving were real. And so, um, after working with her for about six weeks, I was able to hone in on this gift and really build a stronger relationship with myself. Um, that was the beginning of my spiritual awakening journey. Um, I started to look at my life from a different lens, especially after my near-death experience. Um, 
you know, when you experience something like that, you start to look at every aspect of your life um, and you start to notice what is aligned, what isn't aligned anymore. And how do you truly want to live your life? And I knew I wanted to live my life with purpose and with passion. And of course, at the time I was a high school teacher and I love teaching. I love working with my students, but I knew that I was so passionate about mediumship and delivering these beautiful healing messages from past loved ones to their loved ones here on earth. And that thought never left my mind. And so that's why I felt this big nudge from the universe Mm -hmm. um, this last summer to really take a leap of faith and take a leave of absence from my high school teaching job and to pursue my spiritual business this year. And ever since I took that leap of faith, it's just been so much fun. And I feel like this is my purpose. This is my soul's mission to really help others connect with their intuition, with their special gifts that we are all born with. And now I'm teaching mediumship. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. a mediumship mentor and I'm still continuing to teach, although it's not in the high school right now. Um, I'm, I still feel so excited and happy about where I'm at and my near death experience was really a blessing in disguise because it feels like I am this new version of myself, but it's Mm -hmm. this new version that I am just, I'm so much happier because I feel like I'm living with more purpose in my life. Yeah. And that's so that's really cool because it, it seems like it kind of came full circle for you where you, you know, began with a teaching background already. And then you kind of have found this passion and purpose that you have. And now you're like teaching, you know, on that sort of side. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. I love teaching. And I hadn't even thought about teaching mediumship until I started working with a business coach two months ago, and she really encouraged me to pursue that. Yeah, that is my spiritual awakening story that all started with my near-death experience. And of course- Yeah. It made me look at like different areas of my life. So of course, my career was affected because I knew that- you know, although I loved teaching, um, I didn't like teaching the content that I was being Mm -hmm. told to teach. I wanted to teach in a more meaningful, connected way. And um, then I really looked at, you know, my relationships with people, the different aspects of my life and making conscious efforts to really embrace joy and passion in everything I do. I love that. Th- that's something really good that came out of, you know, your whole experience, your whole story and everything. What is spirituality in a sense to you? Spirituality to me is the belief that there is a higher power that always has your back and 
that could be God, that could be source, that could be universe, that could be anything that you subscribe to. It's this belief that there is this higher power that is always taking care of you, supporting you. And it's the belief and the faith that you have in your life that keeps you moving forward. And I believe spirituality, like the practice itself, is embracing life, the life lessons we experience, using faith to help us bring us back home to ourselves, deepening our relationship to self and to source, to God, to universe. And people can approach that in many different ways. I love that. That really makes sense with kind of coming back to yourself at the same time, kind of like a deeper understanding of yourself as well. That's really hard to get in touch with in our everyday life. Mm-hmm, exactly. And and the way I like to look at it is God is not outside of us. God is within us. God source universe is within us. And if it's within us, then it's in everything and everyone. And so I love to approach life through that lens of, you know, it's all bringing us back home and home is unconditional love. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways or type of examples of spiritual awakenings? Like what could that look like for different people? Yeah. So I mean, a spiritual awakening doesn't necessarily need to be a near-death experience Mm -hmm. like mine. Yes. Um, Although there are a lot of people who do have those experiences. I know car accidents, even if they are just minor car accidents, are always very much spiritual awakening experiences because it's like a, I don't want to say traumatic experience, but it's an intense experience. Mm -hmm that really is meant to shake you, shake you up, shake things up in your life, almost like a wake up call. Yes, definitely. And it's a wake up call to really take a look at your life, where you're headed, who is in it, where you're going, your values, your morals, your goals, everything about your life because an accident, it's a threat to your life. So of course, you're going to evaluate everything about your life. And so a lot of people start to question things after they have like a car accident experience. And that kind of starts the process of finding yourself, getting getting to know yourself again, that can look like questioning things. I know when I first, you know, had my near-death experience, I was questioning a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, am I happy? Am I happy with my job? Am I happy with my marriage? Am I happy with where I'm living? You know, you start to question a lot of things and then you start seeking answers. So that's a big part of the spiritual awakening experience is you are seeking answers. And a lot of people start to seek answers outside of themselves. They start to, you know, look on social media for different spiritual gurus, healers, people who might have the answer to their questions. People can look to books, podcasts, 
even different metaphysical stores. They have a bunch of spiritual tools there that might have the answers they're looking for. But really, the answers, as cliche and cheesy as this sounds, the answers lie within us. Yes. They are all within us. And all of these things that are outside of us, like these podcasts, these books, these spiritual gurus that have the these, this advice. It's all just tools. They're just tools that are meant to help us bring us back home, bring us back home to ourselves, to tune in to our own intuition, our own moral compass that really tells us what we need to know. Also, not only to strengthen your spirituality in a sense, but kind of get a better sense of who you are and maybe even like find your inner peace also is to Mm -hmm. kind of spend time in nature. And as you said before, although it is cliche, but the answer is inside of you is to really even put two things together, meditate in nature Mm -hmm. and see exactly what you can think of, what, what really is inside your heart that will give you the answer that you need. And also I've shared this on my personal Instagram before, but just taking a dance break, dancing around and and having fun. And that will bring you joy in your everyday life, even though it might seem silly, you know, but just being playful and being fun and just knowing to embrace our inner child and know that we can still have fun in our life. Yes, I I am a strong believer in taking breaks, slowing down Mm -hmm. and dancing, having fun, connecting back to the inner child, because when we connect back to our inner child, that's connecting back to our inner truth of who we really are. One of the first tools and resources that I used when I first had my spiritual awakening experience was I found a podcast that I really resonated with and it was Lightworkers Lounge and the host, Stephanie Powers, was actually going through a lot of the same life lessons that I was navigating through at the time and Mm -hmm. she you know, brought on different guests that talked about different aspects of spiritual awakening. And um, another tool that I found useful was getting my birth chart read um, through an astrologer. And that really gave me this bigger picture of my life and who I really am. And that helped guide, that really helped guide me towards pursuing my mediumship um, abilities because it was showing up in my birth chart. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Could also another spiritual awakening be kind of like, kind of like how you had where people who have crossed over have come into your dreams and said messages that needed to be heard by somebody else? Oh, definitely. I feel like our, our past loved ones are always trying to connect with us. Um, We have a spirit team that is made up of our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, and they're all trying to communicate with us Mm -hmm. and um, lead us in the right direction. And one of the most common ways they try to communicate with us is through our dreams. And so if you are receiving a message from a past loved one through a dream and it's regarding something about your life, then 
99% of the time, that is a message for you to really take a look at what it is they're bringing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, that's crazy. I don't know. Not, like, I wish that that would happen to me, not to scare me. Cause I think, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, it might scare people. It might really freak people out, but it's something that they might need to experience or might need to hear. Yeah. And advice I have around that, like if you are wanting to connect with a past loved one, I always say that intention is everything. Intention can look like a prayer. Intention can look like journaling. Intention can look like just simply talking out loud and saying and asking that you are wanting to connect with your past loved one and you are open to receiving any and all messages that are in your best and highest good. And with that intention, you can set that intention and just remain open to receiving. And most of the time, your past loved one will come through. They'll come through through a dream um, or maybe even while you're journaling. Like Mm -hmm. if you practice meditation, that's, you know, one of the tools that you can use on your spiritual awakening journey is to really take time to get quiet and tune into yourself. And during those times in meditation, you could even be journaling and journal and try and connect with a past loved one and see if what you're writing is coming through in the form of a message from a loved one, an angel or a spirit guide. Yes. I think you gave me that advice before too at the end of my reading, which I really want to try. (laughs) Yeah. So that's called automatic writing. Okay. Yeah. So that's a very popular method of connecting with spirit, connecting with past loved ones, because when you are in a meditative state, you're relaxed, you're open to receiving, and then you just allow your pen to flow on paper. And a lot of the times what you're writing, if you are in that meditative and receptive state, the message will even come out in using words that you typically wouldn't use. Like um, whenever I've done automatic writing, um, my angels will come through and I'll be using words like beloved and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) different different, um, words that I don't typically use in my own vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I know that it's not me, it's spirit. That's awesome. Another way that you can tell if you're going through a spiritual awakening experience, um, I know I've mentioned before, is like questioning everything. And you kind of start to view the world through a different lens. And you kind of start to feel alone. (laughs) And I know Mm -hmm. this is a very popular term that people use, but there's this period of time during a spiritual awakening that's called um, a dark night of the soul. And a dark night of the soul is basically when you feel so disconnected from everything and everyone Mm -hmm. because it's, it feels like an identity crisis. Yeah. Like you don't know who you are anymore. You don't know who you want to be anymore. You start just questioning everything 
And so you could sometimes tend to fall into a mini depression and yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you feel like no one understands you. No one gets it. Yeah. You feel really alone. And so during, during times like that, it's, it's so crucial and vital to find community, to find people that are experiencing or have experienced a spiritual awakening. A lot of times people go to the internet, they go to social media and they'll type in spiritual awakening, hashtag spiritual awakening, (laughs) spiritual awakening experience. And it sometimes feels like you're losing your mind. Like Mm -hmm. you start questioning everything about reality and the meaning of life. And some people even you know, go on a a trip, you know, to find Mm -hmm. themselves, you know, they'll, they'll schedule a a week in the mountains to really just get quiet and centered and tune into, to what it is they want to do in life moving forward with this newfound perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that there's, this is going to be kind of cliche too, but there's life always has the ups and downs. And especially I think when you have such an experience like a spiritual awakening too, just to know that there's always people who can help you through it, that have gone through similar things mm-hmm. that can just give you advice and help you along the way, like you, for example. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so many um, resources and people out there that, can help with navigating a spiritual awakening experience and um, lead you towards um, connecting with like-minded souls, like-minded souls and community that are also on the journey of awakening. I was just looking up an example mm-hmm. of people who have gone through spiritual awakenings. Russell Brand, the celebrity Russell Brand is one person who has been going through a spiritual awakening experience. And Jim Carrey is another one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oprah Winfrey. um, She just started, well, this happened a couple of years ago. She started Super Soul Sunday and Mm -hmm. she brought on um, author and speaker Eckhart Tolle. And um, just to spread enlightenment to her viewers and view the world from a more enlightened lens. Mm-hmm. And she also collaborated with Deepak Chopra. I don't know if you've heard of him. No. He is really well known in the spiritual community and he's known for his 21 day meditation experience. Mm. And I've personally done that as well. And it has really helped with my spiritual awakening. Any type of meditation is really going to help with your spiritual awakening journey, because that is time that you're carving out to be alone with yourself and to really connect with yourself and to connect with your spirit guides, your angels, ancestors, whoever is in your best and highest good that wants to bring forward a message. Mm-hmm. During your spiritual awakening experience, you're going to increase your intuition. So the more practices and tools that you bring into your life, like meditation, automatic writing, yoga, eating a cleaner diet, all of those things are going to get you closer and connected to yourself. And 
at the core of yourself is your intuition. That is your gut feeling. Your gut feeling tells you when to take that leap of faith or when to hold back, when something is good, when something is bad. And um, when we listen to our intuition, that's when we really get in tune with our psychic abilities. And I personally believe that we are all born with abilities like that. And when we're on the spiritual awakening journey, you start to experience different, different things that come up in life that you just can't explain. Um, like, have you ever had a moment where you think of someone and then they call you two minutes later? No, but you know what? Remember, remember, I think I told you this before I was hiking with my mom one time and then I, I looked up at a mountain and I just told her like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool to see like a mountain lion or something like on the top of the hill? And she's like, Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Whatever. And so we kept walking or kept hiking for like, I don't know, the next 15, 20 minutes. And then she turns around to a mountain and she's like, she's like, Sarah, look, there's something on top of the mountain. So I don't know if it was a coyote or an actual mountain lion. It looked like a coyote, but it was so crazy how I mentioned it like 15 minutes earlier. And then she just turns around and sees it, you know, it was far away, of course, not near us, but Mm -hmm. just really cool how that happened. Yeah. I love that. That's like instant manifestation right Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. You are already maybe in tune into that awareness that there was like a large animal near you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you are very empathic. And that's another part of the spiritual awakening experience is that you become more empathic. You become more sensitive Mm -hmm. to other people's energies. Mm -hmm. And when you are an empath, when you are sensitive, a highly sensitive person, um, it's important to tune into what your home frequency, your energy feels like. So that way you can recognize when you're taking on other people's energy. And then you know how, when to really like protect your energy and clear that out. Mm -hmm. I had one question for you, just, you know, from being a medium that I'm always curious about. Whenever you're of course, it's limited because of COVID now, but whenever you're like at the grocery store or in a public place, do you receive multiple like feelings or messages from multiple people that are, are around you? And how do you kind of control that? Or how does how do you let that not overwhelm you in a sense? It's a common misconception um, when people think of mediums. They think that you know, they are constantly channeling spirit all the time. And for me personally, I, I have control over my channel. I believe that we all hold the power. There is nothing outside of me that has more power over my ability to set boundaries Mm -hmm. if I'm wanting that. And I know there are some other mediums that believe like they can't turn it off. Um, But I believe that you can. Um, A lot of people actually turn off their ability to connect with spirit at a young age because they are afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, They're afraid to have those supernatural experiences. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm sure it could be pretty scary. Definitely sometimes, you know, but they, they come in peace, you know, those who have 
this gift like yourself, that's how spirits and angels and all that other stuff can connect with people is through living people. So, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes that's, I guess that's necessary, but for others, it might be a little bit on the scary side. I think a lot of it has to do with like movies and how it's portrayed. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like in movies and in shows, a lot of the times they focus on like the scary experiences, right? When like my experiences with channeling past loved ones, I'm always asking and setting the intention that they are of the light and of they are providing the best and highest good for all involved. And so I don't make myself available for anything lower than that low vibe energy. I'm always channeling light beings, <laughs> people, past loved ones that are here to provide messages that are of the best and highest good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of, of course, a lot of people, even people who don't consider themselves mediums, although I feel like everyone is a medium because I, I know that we are all born with the ability to channel and connect. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, you know, some of us pursue it as a career and some of us don't, but um, that's why a lot of us have these supernatural experiences within our homes or when we visit places like when a door opens suddenly and you can't mm-hmm. explain it <clears throat> or you feel someone touch your hair or you hear someone whisper in your ear, different things like that are supernatural and, and can be scary. But I believe that our past loved ones always, yeah, they come in peace. They just want to help support and love us on the other side. And it's just their way of trying to get our attention. Definitely. It's important for people to know, to just realize that, and of course, always be positive. That's what I always say on this podcast, but to always know that there are beings of light and, you know, there are some beings of darkness as well, but just know and have faith that those beings of light are here to help you and not to scare you. Mm -hmm. And for those people who have had experiences like in their homes with darker energy, or if they feel like it's dark, um, I always encourage people to actively say out loud, you are not allowed in my home, in my space, and I command you to leave. And if you have a faith you know, I personally, all I always call on Archangel Michael mm-hmm. um, and I say the Archangel Michael prayer of protection and I call on my angels. I call on Jesus. I call on whoever I need to call on mm-hmm. <laughs> to help clear out the energy. If I ever feel like there is anything of a lower vibration in my space, Another helpful tool for that, like clearing your space, if you do ever feel scared or feel like there is something darker in your energy, in your home, um, I always use sage. I always use sage or Palo Santo. Those are really great to um, burn and just kind of clear out the energy. And you don't actually need to burn it. You can also buy it in a spray bottle as well. Oh, that way it's not like 
creating smoke in your home. Mm-hmm. I use that daily. I use mm-hmm. that to begin my day and I use it to end my day to really clear out anyone's energy, any other energy that is not serving my best and highest good. And between readings, I'm sure too, because oh, yeah, lots definitely. of different things happening. Definitely between mm-hmm. readings too. Yes. I'm always saging. Yeah. Cleansing everything, even like my Oracle cards that I use, I'm always clearing those um, because energy is real. Energy gets attached to things. So yeah, I definitely um, recommend cleansing your space, cleansing your items. If you're ever feeling like the vibe is off. (laughs) Erica, thank you so much for being on Scats Chats. And I wanted to pull a quote from my jar of positive thoughts. And let's see what it says. All right. It says the world needs more you in it. I love that. I love that too. I think that's so, that's so true, especially for with spirituality and everything kind of coming back to you and gaining a better sense of who you are in a spiritual sense, but also, you know, what your passions are, what you want to do with your life, what inspires you, everything in that aspect. Exactly. I think that's the perfect message Mm -hmm. because The spiritual journey, the spiritual awakening journey is all about coming back home to you, coming back home to yourself. And the world needs more you, the true, authentic, loving you. And I feel like that is the theme of 2021. Yes. People taking a look at their lives and embracing life with joy and passion and love again and doing things that they love to do with their career and with their families. And that brings us closer to oneness, to unity consciousness, which is love. I love that. Yeah. This is the perfect message. So Erica, where can people find you if they want to ask you more questions or even get a reading from you? Where can people find you out there? Yeah, people can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is the multidimensional medium. And I have a link on my Instagram page that has an option for you to um, purchase a reading or to even apply for my multidimensional mediumship mentorship course that I plan on launching February 1st, 2021. And I'm so excited about that. And And that could also be useful for anyone who's had a type of spiritual awakening and wants to know more about this possible gift. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My uh, mentorship program isn't just for people who are already in touch with their spiritual gifts. This is also for people who are beginning their spiritual awakening journey and want to learn how to harness their gifts even more in this lifetime. Thank you so much for for telling your story, for giving us all of this amazing insight and advice. I really appreciate having you on here. It's been really fun. And of course, always talking to you is a joy. And 
you know what, everybody? She is the social media queen. So go find her on Instagram. <laughs> and she does these awesome Cosmic Shit Monday lives and Raise the Vibe Wednesdays and all that other fun stuff. So she is awesome on there. So Erica, thank you so much again for being on Scats Chats. And this was awesome. Hope you have a great day. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You have a great day too. And thank you so much for everyone out there for listening to Scats Chats and making it all the way to the end of this episode with my gal, Erica. Don't forget to hit subscribe and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and now TikTok if you haven't done so already. So I want to wish everyone a great day and a great rest of your February. And please stay safe out there. It's still crazy out there with this pandemic. And stay tuned for a brand new episode of Scats Chats on March 1st. And we will be talking about a brand new topic on that day. So stay tuned. So have a great day. Stay positive, And I'll see you real soon, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Scats Chats. If you'd like to request a topic of discussion, head over to our website at www.scatschats.com. The Scats Chats logo is designed by NK Arts, and our theme song is written and produced by Daddy Lackis.